Okay, welcome to our Fate of Midgard game, Stranded in the Southlands. I'm your Game Master Porter, and tonight we have Tiffany and Aaron playing. Let's take a quick minute to introduce our characters. Tiffany, let's lead with you. I play Mira Barkridge. She is a well-meaning, eccentric, earthen enchantress. Her trouble is stop selling. Her aspects are horticulture for hire, herbalist, hobbyist. She is the caretaker of the figs. Her latest aspect is I miss my grove. And her two gear aspects are the winter court dagger and a very glitchy, slightly broken staff of four seasons. Slightly broken. <laughs> oh, it's, oh, sorry. It's completely broken. No, it's glitchy in that it doesn't work. Did I just giggle <laughs> snort? It's totally giggle snorting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Aaron, go ahead and introduce your character. I'm Aaron, and I play Eleanor Westergaard, and she is the glamorous infiltrating hunter sorceress. Um, her trouble is venom in my veins, and then her other aspects include fantastical facades, Westergaard family business, and Lady on a Mission. And then her gear aspect is his dagger. Um, and then she has some other aspects that she picked up from last time. Um, Drunk on the Sea, because of our encounter with the, the sea nymph. Yep. Um, and then we also have an aspect of excellent provisions, because we picked up some really good gear from that merchant yep. on our way. Yes. We're well equipped. We have a high quality map, and we have wealth, because we traded a fig. That's right. Yeah. And our potions. Yeah, yeah we got yes. kit. We've got lots of good potions now. Yes. All right. So when we uh last time we played through your journey from Perbestet in the south of the Nurian Natal region, uh flying by carpet uh, uh, up through the riverlands, and you have now reached the great city of Nuria. How about we take just a minute and just do a quick recap? on what stands out to you from last time. What do you remember? Um, so we left on our journey, and we first encountered a giant bird who was protecting an egg at their nest. Yep. And we quickly swooped around there, and I, I believe we made ourselves really big, so it was afraid of us. Yep. We passed yes. that, and then we ended up camping at a little oasis... Where a stationary Mira, one. Yep, a stationary one. <laughs> and uh, Mira was enticed by a sea nymph who was in this little oasis. And uh, we ended up having an encounter with her. And it turned, it, it took a turn for the worse when she was trying to drown Mira. And I grabbed her and bit her. Oops. Yep. You sure did. Hence the uh, <laughs> drunk on the sea aspect. Yeah, from her sea blood and her magical face sea blood, yeah. And I know that we were both really disappointed that we didn't actually get to hear her story of how a sea nymph came to be stranded in the oasis. But unfortunately, our encounter made it really not possible to get that information out of her. Yeah, candidly, pulling back the screen, the DM screen just a little bit, I'd like had an idea. I, I had kind of come up with the encounter design I, I i i pulled that see that scene from a like list of like adventure seed little nuggets uh from a book that just for ideas and i had the full like story of kind of what had caused her there and that and i had separately decided kind of what the encounter was gonna be and i hadn't actually connected the dots super well so 
yeah sorry that there 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 was probably some other opportunities there and i don't know that i managed it the best as i could have it was really hard because she was trying to drown mira yeah I didn't yeah. know what else to do. I didn't really give yeah. you guys opportunities to actually discover the story, and uh, I, I kind of forced it into a pure combat encounter. So anyway, yeah, I have regrets. <laughs> Regret life but choices. You know, yeah. sometimes very interesting bad guys just show up and want to fight, and you just don't have time to ask them their background story, yeah. and you just gotta defend yourself. Yeah. That's true. We won the day, and at the end... It'll just be an interesting curiosity. Yeah. But we're going to tell the tale. Yes. <laughs> and then after that, where did we head after that? Was it the crocodile? The sandstorm. Oh, there was oh. a sandstorm. One of those. Yeah, somewhere along the way. Sandstorm. Yeah. Then the crocodiles. And the sandstorm was pretty hard on you too. Yeah, I think we all took some stress from yeah. that. And then yeah. the croc. And then the and then it ended with the crocodiles. And I feel like that was like naked running in the marsh <laughs> trying to get away from the crocodile. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. And then after that, we met the merchant and we traded a yes. fig and we got a lot of really cool shit. Yes, you you traded your first fig for some really good supplies and you have a nice little box full of an assortment of, of uh, magical potions that you can use in your adventures. So that's cool. So now... We pick up as you approach the city of Nuria Natal. So you are approaching the city Nuria. And normally people approach the city from either the north coming to, to the river and then they could take a ferry across the river. Um, or there's another trade route, trade road that exits the city to the on the south bank of the river Nuria, um, exiting the city to the east. And so the way, if you try to approach from the other sides, it's kind of, it's kind of weird. So you are, uh, as you approach kind of through the marshlands of the south of the city, you kind of loop around to the east and you're going to actually approach the city coming in from the east. Um, so you would be approaching kind of over here on the side. And as you're swooping over the, the kind of craggy, rocky hills that are to the uh, south of the city, you see four enormous um, tombs built into the sides of the mountain below you as you're kind of swooping along. And just from your time elsewhere, you have a fairly decent sense that these are tombs of extremely important um historical rulers and then far off in the distance to the west you can see uh, a collection of nine step pyramids off to the west and as you look at the the city of nuria from the air as you're flying it is you see a glorious palace in the center of the city surrounded by a circle of lush greenery and then a a, a fairly rich district with a, a a wall surrounding it in a horseshoe circle that has the, an, its open end against the river. And then another district, another concentric horseshoe coming out from that, that looks much denser and poorer with another wall that forms the outside of the city. So two kind of, kind of an outer wall and an inner wall with the palace in the center, 
um, but a, a horseshoe rather than a pure circle. And it does have sort of radial arm roads spiral, uh, spiking out from the center or spoking out from the center of the city. And then beyond the second wall out to the west, you see an enormous kind of slummy uh, commercially looking district as well as some very significant uh, piers against the river where there are large ships docked and you touch yourself down. Uh, well, actually, let me ask. So do you want to fly right up to the road? Do you want to head off to a hidden spot? And like, how do you want to approach the city? I think as inconspicuous as possible. I don't think sort of like <laughs> rolling up to the capital city or, you know, this major city drawing. I mean, we we clearly left Perbestet drawing enough attention to ourselves inadvertently and seeing how well that went that I think kind of <laughs> really flying under the radar, but maybe like showing up with a little less recognition would probably be advantageous to us. I was thinking we just fly up to the palace. You too. <laughs> I mean, Eleanor's feeling pretty darn good that we've got these potions now. I'm like, you know, <laughs> we'll just sprinkle some invisibility potion on us if it's bad. <laughs> That's true. We do have a couple of yeah. um, pretty good get out of jail cards. I don't know. I'm just feeling like pretty good about life at the moment. <laughs> just like fly in, go straight to our embassy. Yeah. Do we know? We don't know where the embassy is, though. I guess we could kind of circle around, but... Oh, okay. So I will say, you do know, just because you know, that the embassy of the Oasis is inside the Palm Palace. Oh. The Palm Palace is an enormous facility. um, And the embassy is inside in, in kind of its own little, you know, court courtyard kind of space i mean if we're going into the palace i say we just fly in so i will yeah, maybe that would be its own strategy never mind i'm gonna i'm gonna backpedal my my original <laughs> okay. thought which was let's call attention let's show up in style let's get welcomed in let's go yes right that'll be our vip card oh yes most so this is a world full of dragons and in fact, your this con this country's largest opponents is a nation of dragons, um, and uh, other cities to the north have griffin knights. Like airborne assaults are kind of a thing. No, but we're only one. We're not like an army. It's, it's true. I'm just well, we saying. We don't have to come in from the sky. We could, you know, float through at about. Horse riding height. Oh, yes. Okay, yes. so that's what I'm saying. Or maybe like, just a little higher than flying, horse riding height. Flying over city walls blatantly is kind of asking to, like, get shot down. No, I think we're just using it. Some people have horses. We have a carpet. That's totally We are fine. exceptional. And we probably fly, like, above the people's heads when we're, like, in the market. But we probably go through the okay, gate. So you're, okay, so you're respecting the ports of entry. Yes. Yes. Okay, that's important. <laughs> Very. <laughs> yeah, we're looking to, yeah, not trying to like defy any defenses, no. but yeah. to we just don't want our means yeah. of travel. Yes, yeah. this is a world where you know superpowered murder hobos fly on carpets over walls and try to kill kings. So you know, <laughs> they have defenses against that well, sort of thing. Oh, do they? Would you like to test them? <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I don't recommend it. 
And the end of this campaign. Done. <laughs> and you get shot down by archers and never heard from again. <laughs> okay. So, all right. So you're not going to go hide yourself off. You're going to enter in style. Oh, yes. On your carpet, but, yes. but through the main thoroughfare. Yes. Okay. So you are entering from the east. Now, Mira, as you are flying in from the uh from the east uh up through the main this main thoroughfare the the trade you know from the trade road that will then bend south and head off into far-flung lands um this road to the east takes you by a riverbank that is just probably a quarter mile uh everything a quarter of the mile from the from the riverbank itself is just so thick and lush and like moist and just beautiful after herbestet is a very dry arid place this is a river delta and it is gorgeous so that uh however you feel about that is definitely a thing then it does tend as it gives way to the the barge souk the large piers where large trading boats are docked and uh, conducting their business um as you're coming in on the road you can see that off to the distant uh, off to the east against the east uh sorry the north um which is on the south bank of the river, because the whole city is on the south bank of the river, primarily. There's a bunch of other stuff on the other side that you're not really dealing with. So, the uh, as you're flying... Th- so, uh, tell us, how are you... Are you flying kind of above people's heads, but on the road? Are you kind of flying at general, you know, normal traveler height? How are you, uh, how are you approaching the gates through this eastern road? I think we would need to fly above the people's heads slightly. Otherwise, I think it could be slightly awkward and people might try to grab the carpet or us or I kind of want to be out of reach. Okay. Yeah, I think it's like express lane above people's heads, but I presume (laughs) that any, you know, gates or walls are not just eight feet tall, not just just taller than the people, but, you know, they're probably... You know, pretty imposing, and so we're not flying. Yeah, not over threatening any structures, but you know, we're. It's like you're you're flying if, above if the other like people on the road. road. There's like horses and pedestrians, and then we're like just about one horse's maybe height above the horses. Yes, I like that. Okay, good. So as you're going, so you see the. Um, so the buildings around you, there's a lot of very rundown, very tired kind of slums, especially further to the south. And then you also see a lot of buildings that look kind of like warehouses and um, sort of, uh, you know, workhouses related to goods coming off the off of the boats, storage facilities, things like that. This is very much a a trade district um from a like large scale not like shops and stuff like that so as you approach the walls the walls are high 
and they are gleaming white stone. And you are approaching a wall where, uh, or a gate that is definitely defensible, but is wide open right now. It's clearly a major thoroughfare. There are guards there, and they, you can also see that there are, you know, that they could turn this into a defense point quickly if needed. But there is, it doesn't even look like there's any sort of like, security check or pat checking papers or anything like that this is pretty much just a free uh of a place of you know free entry and exit of the city no one is but they're they're watching people and in fact everyone is watching you because you really stand out and in fact you've kind of as you've flown overhead you freaked out more than a few horses along the way horses or camels (laughs) along the way but, you know, no stampedes or anything like that. As you are approaching, you see at the up on top of the wall, next to some guards who uh, are holding bows, not pointing at you or anything, one person holding a staff rises up into the air and just holds their staff, not menacingly, but sort of presentationally, they want you to see them and they want you to know that there is a wizard of some power manning these walls. So mind your manners. He doesn't approach he's you. Levitating under his own power. Yes, he's levitating, um, you know, with no supports. He's got a staff and one. He's got... um. His robes, he's got, his robes are kind of billowing around him as he rises up into the air. And from here, you can see they are largely um, a a pretty gleaming silver with lots of gold highlights. And in fact, on his shoulders, there's some really fancy um, kind of gold pauldrons. And then he's got a really elaborate headpiece going on. Um and again, he doesn't come to you, He, but he makes eye contact with you. And he just wants you to recognize that he is there, and he sees you, and no funny business. But as you approach the gates, no one seems to be checking anyone or prevent, you know, like, there, there's this isn't like a checkpoint. It's a security point. Got it. I make sure to return the eye contact with, like, the most, like, Gleaming smile, just non-confrontational, just like, top of the morning to you. Okay. Nice day for it, isn't it? After a moment of kind of staring you down and uh, just kind of judging judging you as you approach the walls, he lowers himself back down to the wall. And as you approach the gate, you do actually have to, like, lower yourself down to kind of horse level. Otherwise, you'll crash into the wall. But otherwise, they just let you pass like everyone else. So you pass under these thick white stone walls and you enter the proper kind of the city proper area. And as you enter, you uh, you're still headed from the east, headed to the west. And the road is continuing pretty straight. Um, so this is, seems very much like a place designed for easy travel, less as a defense mechanism. Like it's not like a fortress 
where they would wind you all around, you know, with different roads and stuff. It's a straight shot from here. And in fact, in the distance, about a mile away, you can see the next gate on this same road further to the west. The area that you're in is now very much a commercial district. You see the rich, lush vegetation on the bank to the north, to your right. And then there's a bunch of buildings, then the road, and then to your left, to the south, you see a bunch of commercial buildings, lots of shops, lots of um, trade houses, uh, service, you know, uh, services buildings. And then beyond those, you can see standing out a ton of granite obelisks poking out from behind the buildings that are kind of immediately south to you. And there's just a whole bunch of them arranged in this spiky looking plaza that otherwise looks quite open. So to the south, you see that plaza of obelisks and um, you can't actually see the ground in that area. You can just see lots of the tips of the obelisks po poking out above the buildings that are in between you and that plaza. And then to the to the west, the direction you're heading is the next gate that will then take you into the um, the inner part of the city and eventually to the Palm Palace. What are you wanting to do? What do you actually want to do here in Nuria? We want to get to the to the ambassador and the embassy of the Oasis of Figs. Okay, so the the embassy of the Oasis of Figs is inside the Palm Palace. So you will need to get in, get in there, and uh, and make your way to the embassy. Yes. Okay. So is that your first order of business? Yes, I definitely have things I want to do before we leave, but I think our first stop is the embassy for sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. So in that case, if you are proceeding to the next gate at this gate, so as you're kind of flying up, a, you know, in your, in a bit of an elevated position, you can see beyond the wall, you can see the gleaming gold palm palace of the God King Tutmosis here uh, beyond in the center of the city. And in between here, there's another inner wall, like we said. And you can also tell from here that the in the next region or the next, not region, the next district of the city is going to be much lusher and kind of richer. Um, but you can also see that at this next gate point that there is much more of a line to get in. And as you approach, you can start seeing that the guards are actually uh, seem to be checking people and they're there. This seems like an actual checkpoint in order to get through. So you reach the lot, you, you kind of reach the line and now you have to wait for a few minutes and other people are proceeding. And eventually you reach the, you reach the gate. A guard is standing there looking at you and, and kind of motions for you to come down to the appropriate level to, to discuss with them. Do you, uh, do you cooperate? I think so. Yeah, I feel like yeah. we descend. Okay. As you come down to kind of horse level, 
he kind of folds his arms. He's got a spear in one hand and he kind of folds his arms around it. So it's kind of tucked into his elbow. What is your, what is your business in the inner city? We are coming to see the ambassador who resides in the Oasis of Figs. He kind of taken aback. Um, Oh, um, okay. Are you, do you have business there? We have business with, with the ambassador and we just need to be pointed in the direction of the embassy. He looks at his, uh, he looks at his partner who kind of shrugs and looks back at you. What is you? What is your business here in the city? The High Priestess Nefrini, the face of Bastet herself, has sent us. Okay, <laughs> very good. That, let's roll. Let's the dice. roll our first roll of the night. That sounds like it's a covert roll because that is not true. No, I feel like it's clever. I think it's definitely clever. that is no because oh, it that is, is so clever. I mean, it's a lie. It's a lie. It is and that is blatantly not true. I'm lying very right cleverly. No, there. I th- this is definitely covert. Uh, come on. Oh, okay. But, so I've got one on the dice, and then I have a plus two in covert. So that makes it a three. Which okay. I believe is a success. I never said what the difficulty was, <laughs> but I'm assuming it's it's a two. It's not that this is not that complicated of a thing. All okay. right, so yes, you're clear. Um, He's like the who, the, the what? Ooh, he has heard of that. That sounds pretty convincing to him. So he waves you on through, and you're able to proceed on into. Nefrini would be so pissed off if she knew what we just said. Oh, we are just digging our (laughs) hole with her even deeper. It's a good thing she is. Invoking her name to get us past places. No! It's a good thing she is a 10-day carpet ride to the south. Yes, it is. (laughs) Hoping there's no cats just, you know, wandering around this particular city that could get messages back and forth. That would be terrible. Yes, it would. Let's not give the GM any ideas. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she's got like a house cat messenger system yeah. alright so as you pass through the inner wall and you move into the inner district of the city now the road that you've the, the main thoroughfare that you've been traveling on um, there's a distinct shift as you pass from one district to the other um, the wealth in this district becomes much more obvious and also whereas in the other district like there was vegetation but it was kind of clearly just what sort of naturally volunteered as you move into this nest next to district the entire street is lined with um with narrow gardens edging the road with then very uh, very luxurious shops and high streets and um, and businesses off to the sides. And this is a much, much, the, the wealth is just much more obvious in this part of the district. You also see a lot of residential space and, uh, but the road just kind of continues to the west and you eventually enter into an extremely 
large circular um best best can be described as a a, a circular estate um where there's just a ton of greenery and even off to your right you see a small lake or pond and then looming ahead of you is the uh gold encrusted palm palace of the god king and leading you into the main entrance from here so uh are you approaching right through the front door yep all right so as you approach, you see a, there are very few people actually trying to enter at the gate, so you're not, like, waiting in line this time. However, there are a bunch of royal guards standing at the, at the large doors that would uh, let you enter the palace, and there's a bunch of stairs that kind of lead up to it, so you have to sort of swoop your way up to the stairs, and they stop you and and make it very clear that you need it's time at this point you have to get off your you have to get off the carpet we have to get off the carpet yeah you're not going to fly the carpet into the into the palace okay yeah, people rarely arrive on horseback through the front doors right they usually park them outside yeah i just feel like we have all of our gear on the carpet Everything. Well, I feel like it could, it's like, a... fly sort of, like, beside us, like a little, like, cargo trailer, but, like, we need to be on foot in order to sort of okay. yeah. unthreateningly okay. enter this space. Cool, let's do that. I mean, it's about the size of, like, a, like, it's not, like, a beach towel. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's probably, like, the, the footprint of the carpet is probably about the footprint of, like, a... It's, like, 5 by 7 8 by 10 Probably more like an 8 by 10 Ooh! Yeah. It's a nice carpet! <laughs> I was thinking a beach towel, like on Aladdin. I didn't know we had an eight by ten rug. It's, maybe That's it is. Nice. Maybe more like five by. No, seven. I like an eight by ten. I think we stick with that. We can put a lot of crap on that. <laughs> I think I need to go look at some rug sizes. <laughs> All right, research. Anyway, <laughs> it's large enough that you know riding on it through is is kind of like is is not appropriate. So, but, uh, yeah, we'll say it can follow around with you. Sure, why not? I think in Permistet, we had it rolled up on our backs at one point. Even yeah, five eight by, by ten s- rug would be, like... <laughs> on our back. <laughs> this is a very, very, very good point that I had not considered. Even a five by seven. I was thinking, like, a little beach towel, because we'd roll You're, that up. It's a really good point. But, but well, I really uh, like it. If it was time. woven, though, if it wasn't, like, plush, like, you know, the rugs you see rolled up at Home Depot, like, if this is, like, a right. woven kind of thing, then they do fold up, and they... Right, it's magical. You know, you... That's I'm just true. remembering the, us carrying the rug through... Oh, my through gosh. Lunch. So when we lived in London, I found this rug that was on this, like... Uh, Gumtree, which is like Craigslist. And so we totally went hoofing it through London to pick it up at this little flat across town. And we didn't have a car, so we had to roll it up and like carry it on our shoulders. And we felt like we were moving a dead yeah. body or something. And, like take it and, on the bus. Yeah, we had to get it on the bus and everyone was looking at us. <laughs> but it was totally an 8 by 10 So that's what that, it would You're like. right. That was okay. This is definitely not an 8 by 10 even five by seven does sound well no i like i like that it's a magical thing and it can be folded up maybe it's very thin but very durable Hmm. we can discuss all right we'll discuss all right i don't want to worry about this right now okay so at the gate the guards are 
impressed by your approach. You are mm. definitely, um, you've, you've definitely, you know, got their attention, but they are suspicious. And there are two guards crossing spears at the, the door oh, and another guard standing in front looking uh, kind of grumpy and goes, what brings you to the Palm Palace of the God King today? The face of Bastet has sent us to converse with the ambassador for the Oasis of Figs. Hmm. Very good. What paperwork do you have? We do not need paperwork. We represent the High Priestess Nefrini. Did she send you any sort of proof? I pull out the letter. And I say to the guard, um, this was delivered, this missive was delivered quite menacingly to High Priestess Nefrini. And we think that the matter that is written in this letter has great import to the ambassador himself. Hmm. He takes a look. Do you actually show him the letter? Yeah. Because he doesn't know that we're the daughters. Yeah. He just knows okay, yeah. that we are delivering a letter from ne that Nefrini got that threatens daughters of the Oasis. Yep. So he's okay. So he's looking at it. He doesn't touch it. He's looking at it, reading. And another guard kind of comes and peeks over his shoulder and looks at it and goes, Huh. I wonder if that's why he was arrested last week. <gasps> oh, no. And they both, they kind of look at each other, and they look at you. Oh, you don't know, do you? You must be new We've in town. We've only just arrived. Huh. Well, it's not really our story to tell, but I don't think you will find the ambassador in the embassy. Would we would we find anyone in the embassy? I don't know, actually. Is there a deputy, or did he hand off leadership or duties in his departure? Oh, he's here. He's just been arrested. Why would he be arrested? Sorry, miss, that is... Well beyond my pay grade. Well, point us in a direction that we can find out more. Unfortunately, I can't just turn you loose in the Palm Palace. You could be but a whose orders royal... was he arrested? Where is he being kept? You could be a royal escort. You could take us to him. Okay, I feel like one of you needs to make a role at this point. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like we kind of might take a few over each other because we're taking very different tacks here. So I would retcon one or the other. Do we want to ask for escort or do we want to demand to be taken to the manager? I think I would like an escort, but why? What? What possible reason does he have to want to escort us in hand to somewhere he just said we have no business in going? Because he thinks we're cute. <laughs> that's a that's a whole different role 
<laughs> I mean, you are the glamour master, like, but we don't know, you know, what he's into. We don't know if he's into us in the first place. That's true. We need some mind reading. I think I want to kind of know, I mean, if he's in sort of the security business, he probably knows sort of who to go to in manners of arrest. It's true. If there's some like chief of police or somebody that we could at least talk to. Maybe we need to get to them and then we'll work our glamour magic. Yeah, well, we could look like anybody. We need to look like Nefrini at this point. They obviously respect her word and her, well. Hey, we should have done know. that. <laughs> Why didn't we do that? <laughs> Well, you know what? Maybe we just need to take a trip to the to the ladies' room, and we will return with the high priestess Nefrini, minus Mira. <laughs> <laughs> My friend got lost on the way to the bathroom, but Nefrini's Look here. Look who I have! <laughs> <laughs> so, which approach are you? What what approach are you taking to convince the guard for you to be able to pass? Do you want to try yours? I mean, he's still pretty agreeable at this point. I'm just more in kind of the information gathering. As long as he's willing to sit here and talk to us, I was just curious. Like, sure. if he says he knows that the ambassador was arrested, by whom? How does security work? How does the police system work here? How does justice get handed down? Is he rotting in a jail cell somewhere? Is he just under house arrest in a nice place with a bracelet somewhere? I don't know. These are good questions. I think you go for it. What were the circumstances under his arrest? And do you know where he was being held? So go ahead and uh, let's let's get a roll at this point. Remember, we have really good wine. You you do you do probably okay, not the not time and place. Bribery, but I think I'm at just this saying if, we keep it above board. If we need to, we have. Things. Lots of things. That's, that's true. But this is also, the, these are guards at a palace that have been known to take valuable things from people who they don't deserve, who they don't think deserve to have them. Well, okay, I am rolling for clever. Yes. Clever feels I like think, the right move. Because this is sort of like interrogation and information gathering. Okay. Yep. Okay, that is plus two on the dice, and my clever is two. So that's Yep, you're good. Is that a success with style? No, challenge oh. difficulty was two. So, you what, what does it have to be with style? Three. You have to beat it by three oh, or more. Okay. Yeah. So generally, it's unlike unless it's a really easy roll, you need at least a five or higher under most circumstances. Okay. Yeah. So he he's listening to you. I don't actually I don't actually know all the details i i'm i know that he was arrested by the chief of staff w escorted by royal guards doesn't i don't remember hearing about any sort of scuffle i think it was all handled quite peaceably and he i think he's being held somewhere not, he's not down in the dungeons i know that but I don't know actually where he's being kept. No, frankly, nor would I tell you if I did. Well, you just at least answered a piece of my puzzle, which is he's not rotting in a dungeon somewhere like some petty criminal. This is clearly an issue with some official we could possibly speak with. 
I mean, the chief of staff certainly knows what's going on. Like and I where said, where might we find this individual? Uh, I don't normally work with the chief of staff. I know he has his offices, but I could, I could get someone to take you to the embassy and the people guarding there might know more. We would greatly appreciate it. That would be fantastic. <sighs> he sighs. He's very, he seems very put upon, but he waves over and a, uh, a younger guard who looks very bored comes over <laughs> and uh, he whispers, he, he speaks to him for a minute and the guy goes, okay, all right. And he, uh, he motions for you to follow and he leads you on. So this, uh, this is another young man who looks, he seems even, even as he's leading you on, he seems very preoccupied and bored and doesn't really want to be dealing with you, but he's, leading you through the Palm Palace. And as long as you follow him without any, you know, mischief, then he takes you on. So as you, as he leads you through the Palm Palace, you're taken through kind of a series of, um, everything around is sort of interlinked courtyards. And there's a lot of, uh, many of them have open air, uh, or are open air courtyards surrounded by then kind of walled uh walled workspaces and all of these courtyards are shaded by just enormous palms that that kind of go up to what would be the ceiling level so effectively it feels like all of these courtyards have a lush green rooftop and you know sunlight sort of lightly trickles through and it all feel there's a lot of sort of um, artificial water features running through each one. So everything just feels very, um, I would say it feels rather humid and everything is very lush and serene. And as you walk through, uh, as you're walking through hallways, the walls are in most areas, either kind of this brilliant white stone, similar to what you saw at the wall, at the city walls, or they are, um, covered in sort of plated gold that is often has like special like images or writings on it. And uh, if either of you, let's see, uh, Aaron, go ahead and give me a clever or actually, no, you just know you're just picking up on this because you're, you're a sorcerer and magic kind of just runs in your veins. Um, you can feel that kind of everywhere you're going, like there is just like, there's just this little dull light pulse of, of magic everywhere. Like you are, it, uh, you are used to, it feels very similar to when you have been on like play in like mystical places of power. This whole palace is just infused with magical energy and it just has this very slight hum <clears throat> in the background of your senses going on and just out of curiosity is it like physically the structure or is it kind of like like an energy field that's kind of like in a bubble around the whole place or is it like 
emanating from the structure itself. The structure itself. Basically, this whole place is in, in just enchanted out the wazoo. So. But it's not like an aura. It's like the building. Yes. Yes. Very cool. Now, the whole city problem, the whole city sits on a like titanic ley line called the Angel's Road that runs right underneath the palace as well. So, yeah, there's a lot of power here. Nuria, Nuria is, uh, is famous for a being kind of an ancient stronghold of, of powerful magic. So, Ooh. Yes. So as he's leading you around, and as, as, oh, actually, and at one moment he notices you kind of noticing the gold on the walls, and he goes, just in case you are wondering, don't take anything. Don't touch anything. The palace has a way of taking care of itself. I was actually just admiring the landscaping. I was hoping that I could pay my compliments to the groundskeeper or the landscape architect who may be in charge of the place. The greenery around here is just absolutely just a marvel. And I, mm. I hope you didn't he, get the wrong idea. He kind of snorts and keeps walking eyes. on. He's very un he's very unimpressed with the two of you. <laughs> he's just bo he's just couldn't care less. So he uh he leads you on and as you're walking around, as you kind of move from courtyard to courtyard and down different hallways, you're seeing a bunch of different gardens and terraces. Um you see a you're you see a bunch of sort of functionaries kind of scurrying around. Um they seem like accountants and scribes and uh, you'll see occasional overseers with a couple of different, a couple of laborers like carrying things, and and of course guards and also priests are kind of everywhere throughout the space. And after a fair bit of winding, you are pretty lost at this point. You uh, arrive at a arched doorway. And in front of the arched doorway are two more guards, a man and a woman. And the uh, the young guard who's been escorting you walks up and uh, up speaks to the uh, to the uh, the the woman and says, "Helen, these are some visitors for the ambassador." That, uh, well, we, we, we told them about the situation, but we didn't really know any of the details. And anyway, can you, can you take them from here? And the, the lady looks, yeah, this is not what she was expecting. And the other, uh, guard kind of perks up and the young guard who's been kind of been guiding you around just at that point, just looks at you and. Doesn't even, like, nod or say goodbye. He just leaves. And standing in front of you are two more guards, both of them with kind of rich, um, uh, rich brown skin. The man has a, uh, a shaved head and then a, a, uh, long beard coming out of the bottom of his chin that's nicely braided and has little threads of like um 
of some some metallic thread kind of woven into it and then it ends at a bead the whole thing is about like six inches long off of his chin and the woman is a is fairly um reasonably tall well muscled not like enormous not brienne of tarth tall but she is um you know she's the size of she's an easy you know five nine and very athletic and stands very she seems to have the rank in the in this in the room and both of them are in sort of a bronze scale male and holding a spear So she looks at you and kind of sizes both of you up and what's your business with the embassy? We were hoping that we could speak with the ambassador, but upon our arrival, we heard about that, the terrible business surrounding his arrest. And we were hoping that you could give us some information as to what happened. Well, the ambassador has been arrested. The embassy is shut down until further notice. And she she, she nods, like, giving it a little punctuation at the end, like, that is the story. <laughs> we we were sent by High Priestess Nefrini from Perbastet, and this arrest must have taken place after we left, but before we've arrived. And we are going to need to, if we are going to return without an audience, we would like to report to her at least what happened to her contact. Hmm. That does sound inconvenient. <laughs> Tell me, I'm I'm curious. Y- you are obviously very important guards of the embassy of the Oasis. How, are you familiar with the Oasis of Figs? Have you been there yourself? Oh, she snorts a little bit. No, no, we're not special. We're just here, and we have been since he was arrested, and our job is to make sure that no one, like you, goes in. Why can't we go in? Because it's been shut down. Under whose orders? She smiles. Why, the God King Tutmosis himself. Praise be his name. And how would one seek audience with him? <laughs> uh, w- one generally doesn't. Well, we are. But if one would, we're not just it... one. We are the one. Ex- she looks very incredulous. Excuse me. Apparently, you don't know who we are. No, I don't know who you are. The The other guard is just sitting there, like, kind of wide-eyed, like, what the hell is going on here? This is not what I signed up for today. And he kind of he, he kind of he, whispers in her, he's like, Helen, just, just tell them what happened. <laughs> <laughs> and she's looking just very obstinate. This is like a challenge now. Apparently, word has not traveled, but we are quite famous in Bastet. We raised streets 
and buildings for smaller matters than this. Oh, oh, I, it was it was purely accidental. I, 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 I promise you, we mean you no threat. You should have we, seen Mira. She in her palace, moved, She waved her little finger. Uh, please, I, I, I'm sorry. What did you say your name was? I'm Lieutenant Helen. Lieutenant, we mean the utmost respect of your, uh, your I'm looking at Mira. <laughs> we, uh. we, <laughs> what my friend means to say is that we have had some notoriety in the city from where we've left in order to seek audience with the ambassador here. And if the God King has grievances with him so much as to call for his arrest we would like to at least have some discussion and he may if he cares of much to arrest the ambassador of the oasis of figs he would probably be interested enough to at least seek audience with the daughters of the oasis itself okay go ahead and give me a clever roll difficulty Wait, you just tell them that we are the daughters of the oasis I just did. She sure did. Because... Mira! Ah! Ah! No! Why did you do that? You were threatening them! We had to get... I was not telling them we were the people that everyone wants to get that have the figs! We... They don't know that. Oh, and I'm gonna take Mira. We don't need. We don't know that these hired guards, these like you know rent a cops. We don't know that they have tell them known about the letter. Are. Okay. You can't tell them. Roll the are. roll your dice. What? Okay. Um, Difficulty two. No, nothing on the dice. I have my clever is two. Okay, so that is a success with a complication. Oh. <laughs> Tiffany. So, here's what I I'm going to suggest. Is, we have to kill them now. Is that what? <laughs> they know. Oh, oh, I just see this campaign go. These are. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, no. We have to. So, the guard, the the male guard starts. He he pipes up. They can't know. Now the salt. So. <laughs> Listen, I, you're not going to get in to see, you're not going to get an audience with the God King, but the chief of staff is the one who carried out the order. And I mean, I mean, he might even let you talk to him up in the tower of the, the tower of starlight. And then Helen, like she like she's standing next to him and she f kind of whips her arm out from the side and just hits him like back fist in the solar plexus. And he just doubles over like coughing. And she's just like, puts a hand over her face. Idiot. Well, thank you very much for your time. Bye -bye so, now. the complication is that you got the information from the the uh, the mail guard, but Helen is now going to... She's a problem. Um, we need to kill her. She's going to... We need to tie her up. Not, uh, she's not going to let you guys just go off on your own. So she, she, uh, she's, 
stares you down. Yes. Yes, like he said, the ambassador is in the Starlight Tower. But that doesn't mean you have any business going to see him. He's a prisoner. So tell me why I shouldn't arrest you right now. Because you want to stay alive. <laughs> if you touch us, it will be the last thing you touch. She, her eyes kind of widen like, oh, really? And she just steps back very respectfully. And then she thumps her spear on the ground a few times and yells, yells out. I'm going to grab guards! her before she yells. I need backup right now. And Aww. you hear footsteps. Thum, 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 okay, thum, we get thum, on the. I, get, I jump on the carpet. And several guards walk in. I jump on the carpet. They don't point their spears at you, but they stand shoulder to shoulder with Helen. And she looks at you and goes, Tell you what, I'll take you to the tower. All of us will take you to the tower. An escort party, fantastic. I'm good, thank you. I'm going to ride my carpet. I think not. Eleanor, these fine folks have offered us security. They've offered us an escort. And I believe that there is... But now they know there who is... we are. Not everybody. Just these two folks, fine folks that we were talking to. Make a covert roll, Aaron. See how well you picked up on. Is that three dice or four? Oh, that's four. I got zero on the dice, and I have a plus two in covert. Okay, so you, when when you as you're thinking it through, you did not see a glimmer of recollection when Mira mentioned the daughters of the Oasis. She didn't react to that. Okay. Are you putting me at ease? I'm putting you at ease, at least in terms of that. Okay. However, she's reacting to the fact that you guys are being very pushy, and she's supposed to guard this place. No, she's being an asshole, so. <laughs> but she's taking us to the bus, and she's uh, bringing her friends, so I'll take it. Okay. So, guards fall in in front and behind you, and they lead you around the tower. Or sorry, around the uh, around further around the palace. This palace is really big. It's okay. like being as we are going. I'm like Mira. Cannot, cannot tell the people who we are. I'm sorry. Can't it was perhaps an overreach. I apologize. I, when I I didn't mean like capital D daughters. I just meant well, we are from the Oasis and well, he arrested our ambassador. I didn't I mean to then they'll know. as such. They'll know we have the figs and then they'll arrest us and then they won't let us go. Oh. I, I, I assure you I will not be so forthcoming at our next meeting. Okay. So they're leading you around. It's kind of like be, like like the casinos in Vegas where it feels like a city inside a building. Um so they lead you around for a little ways and then eventually you reach you come to a series of offices. And offices. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, for, you know, it's a courtyard. It's a, imagine a sunny palm covered courtyard with little uh, kind of little office spaces off of each, you know, side, you know, several on each wall of the courtyard. And up above, you can see a tower kind of rising into the, the heights um, off the one corner of the courtyard. And they, uh, Helen leads you to a, uh, to one of those office spaces and she goes inside and comes back out a few minutes later with a very nicely dressed, um, with a very nicely dressed woman who has, um, light brown skin with a uh, very rich uh, curly hair kind of parted in half, kind of creating like a, uh, a a double arch kind of hairstyle from her head and with very crisp line cutting into her cheekbones from the sides. So kind of this big frame coming out and um, she's in a, uh, in a very, uh, in a very rich silk dress. She comes out and stands in front of you. I understand you've been inquiring about the Ambassador Yalter of the Oasis of Figs? Yes. We were sent on the business to speak with him, and it is a very important business. Um, it is business that concerns the High Priestess Nefrini of Perbastet. And can you imagine our surprise when we reach Nuria and we are told that the ambassador, ha of all things, has been arrested? Yes, that is true. By orders of the God King Tutmosis himself. Was that what offense? That is classified. However, I am the chief of staff. I actually carried out the order myself with a squad of guards. However, I can tell you that it was all handled very peaceably. The ambassador is fine. And he's living in, well, very nice accommodations up yonder tower. She gestures to the, uh, the, the tower kind of rising up above the courtyard. And he's quite safe and quite unharmed, I assure you. Well, it is very, very important that we speak to him. Does he have visitation privileges or... Might we have some kind of meeting in a secure location? Per your security protocols, of course. He does not have visitation rights. No one has been to see him other than providing for his needs. Why Could we exactly bring him a sandwich? Why exactly are you here? That is a very, very important business, far above your pay grade. 
Might I remind you that I am chief of staff to the god King Tutmosis himself. And might I remind you that we are very high-ranking ambassadors sent here by High Priestess Nefrini herself. Show them, Mira. Show them the letter. I don't believe you actually introduced yourselves. Who are you? You know, I think we will be introducing ourselves to the God King. <gasps> We're done here. And she turns. So, she's walking away. What do you do? Eleanor, I believe that we now have a rare opportunity to make contact with the only other known representative of the Oasis. He's clearly in trouble, so we're going to have to grease the wheels here. We have 11 figs. No. I think no, no. Giving no. one, no. or even showing one, no. to the second in command to the God King would probably go a long way, even if we showed it to them now and promised delivery upon meeting with the ambassador. We're going to have so many figs to deliver at the end of this if we promise everyone figs. Well, so far, I got 11 in my bag and they're not doing me any good with this person who's strong-arming us at the door. We have to meet him. I've got two in my bag. You've, you know, and again, like, you think about where she's coming from. You guys, really? you guys are showing up to trying to talk to a prisoner of the state. All right. What is her name again? Not Helen. Uh, she actually did not give her name. Um, Vera. All right, Vera. We shall play by your rules. She stops and turns back to look, look at you with a bit of a smile. I'm listening. It is of great importance that we speak to the ambassador. My lovely friend is going to show you, and only you, something that will convince you that we are friends and that we need to speak to him immediately. She considers for a moment. Go ahead and, um, all right, go ahead and make a clever check. Three. Oh, I've got... Negative one on the dice, and my clever is three, so I've got two. Okay, so currently, you're failing. Can I help out without but, using a fate point? Can I, like, just roll as well as the caretaker of the figs? Uh, no, you can't. Like, does that help? Mechanically, it doesn't work. So, uh, since the two of you have been pairing up, we could say possibly argument of teamwork, but that still only gives you a tie. So... If you want to outright succeed, I will suggest a complication if you want to go with a tie that she will agree, but only with, uh, she doesn't trust you enough to do it by herself. So she'll demand that she keeps a, you know, um, that she brings a few guards with her to see the fig, whatever. Well, she doesn't know what you're doing. Well, right. But, but... but Yes. Ugh, but then if we have other guards, then they're going to know. That is exactly the complication I'm suggesting. Yeah. Fine, I'll give a fate point. Okay, what are you, what what aspect are you invoking? I sound kind of like Lady on a Mission to yeah, me. Yeah, Lady on a Mission. All right. Okay. 
I'll take it. So she nods. Very well. Come into my office, the two of you. All of you. Stand outside the door. If you hear anything that sounds like trouble, you come in and kill them. And there's a whole bunch of spear butts thumping the ground abruptly. And they all open the, they all kind of, a, a path opens to you for you to follow her to her, to her office. I do not like her. That's okay, she doesn't like you. All right, so she brings you into a, into a, uh, into her space and there are some seats and a little chaise and uh she sits on a uh on a simple chair next to kind of a little side thing and she pours herself a little glass of looks like some pale wine can i offer each of you a drink no thank you quite hospitable i i Perhaps we can share a drink as we discuss what I'm about to show you. She pours a glass for herself, pours a glass for Mira, sets it in front of you, and then sits and then sits down. All right. What do you have? We were hoping to speak with the ambassador of the Oasis of Figs. And I'm hoping that this can act as our bona fide and i open the box i like do the thing mm-hmm. where i like pass the box in front of my face so i yep. like say the password without her reading my lips and then i just open it just to show and i would like the light to like glint off the iridescence oh, of, sure. the, of the flesh and she she stands up and kind of lean comes close closer to look her, she's keeping her hands very respect, like not making any effort to touch them. But she, are those? She the minute looks, she says that, the minute she opens her mouth, I shut the box. Are, but look, she's loose. Yes. yes, they the, are. And you must not speak of them again. She sits down, takes a drink. So, how did you end up with a box full of those? That business is ours and the ambassadors alone. But now you understand why we must speak with him and hopefully that gives us clearance to do so. We do not wish to try to take him or unimprison him or whatever you have going on whatever your business is with him or why he's in that tower that's fine we merely want to speak with him you may even be in the room when we speak with him she considers okay you have a deal I'm in the room. Great. When do we say Fantastic. A toast to an agreeable arrangement. And I take a drink of my wine now that it's all settled. She kind of sips but doesn't, like, join your toast. (laughs) (laughs) But she, uh, 
sets the glass down very well. I'll take you to the tower. So she uh, leads you across the courtyard. She claps her hands and three of her personal guards kind of follow behind you. She leads you up a fairly windy spiral staircase going up inside the tower, re- uh, reaching a uh, a door at the top, which then uh, she tells the guards to stay out here. And again, if they hear anything funny, to come in immediately. And she uh, pulls a set of keys out from her out from one of her pockets a, and uh, opens the door and steps in and gestures for you to come in. And uh, as the two of you are coming, are walking in, she calls out, Ambassador, you have guests. I'm very curious to see what this is all about. And uh, coming out of a nearby room, walks in a man with um, with olive skin, exquisitely high cheekbones, very uh, dramatically arched eyebrows, and large pointed ears, and a uh, straight black hair that is pulled back into a um, very dramatic uh, high ponytail that then kind of goes down uh, probably two feet of uh, of ponytail beyond that. And you've never actually met this person in this man in person, but you have seen him through um, sort of through magical sendings. I would feel like, yeah, we knew you've, who he was, especially. I mean, we've been around for a while. Yes, you have. You've just never met him because he's always outside. So this man is the ambassador of the Oasis of Figs, Yalter. He is an elf touched, which is um, someone who has a strong line of elven blood running through their family line, and the there no, very few people have seen elves in. A very, very, very long time. They have large. They have pretty much disappeared, except for a very few pockets of the world. But there are quite a few kind of family lines of of elf touch that have that fey blood running through their their family line. And when it when it presents itself, it that it turns out like this, where they have noticeably kind of uh, elven features, but they are uh, they they're not elven. They're still functionally for the most part, human, except for they live for a very long time. And uh, so anyway, uh, this is Yalter, and he walks in, and he uh, he looks at the two of you. Oh, um, what? What are you two doing here? That is a very, very good question. He... He looks at, um, at, uh, at Vera and she just shrugs. They just arrived asking for you. Imagine how awkward that must have been. 
And uh, he quips back, oh, I'm sorry for inconveniencing your day. We'll tell you our long-storied saga, but we are, I believe the more pressing matter here is uh, your imprisonment. What happened with your arrest? Yes, it's all very exciting, isn't it? Come, have a seat. Have a glass of wine. I'll tell you the whole thing. And Vera just... She's clearly had enough of his, of, uh, had, had this discussion with him in the past and is over it. And she sort of huffs and sits down and he pours what looks like a very nice glass of, uh, a bottle of wine out for all of you and passes it around and sits down on a very nice, um, on a very nice pile of cushions and, well, wouldn't you ima uh, imagine my surprise when a week ago Vera here and a squad of the Royal Guards comes to the embassy and informs me that I am under arrest. So apparently the two of you have made quite the stir since you have left the Oasis. I have no idea what has been going on. But, apparently, all of the, I suppose you'd say, people of power in the region have been receiving notes asking for you. And wanting you and what you carry. Please tell me you still have it. Do you have it? You know this means that Vera has to die. <laughs> For her part, Vera looks, at this moment, Vera looks very confused. Vera does not seem to know what he's talking about. Yes. Before we answer that question, before we answer that question, what were the charges? If they were looking for us, why did they arrest you? I've not actually been charged with anything. I've been moved to controlled quarters where I'm living quite nicely, as you can see, but I can't go anywhere. And uh, don't try jumping out the windows. He actually um, grabs a grape off of a little plate and chucks it at the window, and it hits in a little electric field. It goes sort of like a bug zapper. <laughs> so, I am, what, some, some saying about birds in gilded cages, something like that. So, yes, I am being held here. I've not been officially charged with anything, but I'm being held at the pleasure of the God King himself. I am assuming that the God King received a nice little letter and a nice little dagger. As a matter of fact, he did. How did you know that? Hmm. Our friend Nifrini received one as well. Oh. And actually, that is the reason we can't get home. We were on our way for the usual delivery to the High Priestess. We were ambushed and kidnapped and missed the Oasis. 
realization, like understanding kind of dawns on him. Oh, so you, you missed the Oasis and now, and what are you doing? We are doing everything in our power to get back to the Oasis. And the, we don't, you understand as much as we do, we don't know where to go. And yes. so the only lead, we went to the house of Kajima, which was the only person that we knew who had been to the Oasis Wait, twice. Who? Her name is Kajima. She was uh, Mira. Who was she married to? Or not married to. Who was her little love affair with? Uh, Iram. Iram. Do you remember Iram? Oh. He was at that one party. Uh, okay. Yes. I, uh, very good. So, anyway. House of Kajima? Yes. What? And so we were hoping that... Uh, she or her family could tell us where we needed to go to find the Oasis again, since she had found the Oasis twice. And they pointed us in the direction of Paranu. Huh. Paranu. Yes, you know, I, I've never considered it, but, I mean, the... The Order of the Portal Wizards might actually know something that's an interesting idea was that your plan well we were hoping to make contact with someone from home before we pursued this quest you could say because it seems when presented with an option to arrive at the oasis via the Shadow Realms, with all this business going to Puranu, it doesn't seem to be something taken on lightly. And if that is our only way home, then we will make that decision when we come to it. But we at least wanted to make contact with you before embarking on any other way home. Uh, yes, to be... Uh, despite my representation of the Oasis, I don't actually have any any way of knowing or predicting where the oasis is going to appear i merely have an have the means to communicate with the sultan when it does and uh that's more contact than we've had since we arrived here and having at least some means of communication would be a huge benefit to start Absolutely, and I would uh, be happy to facilitate such a con such a conversation if I could access my tools. He's looking at Vera rather crossly, which are all back in the embassy, which I cannot access, and she shrugs. That's what happens when one gets arrested. But he hasn't so even been if you charged. Have not informed my friend here, and I'm turning to Vera. What charges were you given to arrest him under? I was given orders. So he hasn't been charged. No, my dear. But when the God King wants someone held, you do it. This isn't the if, free city of Zobek, my dear. Well, Vera, can you please help us get an audience with this god king? Unlikely, but I can probably find out some more information. 
And perhaps, if we can make the right case, permission can be granted to allow you to let him, let Yalter do whatever it is he does. However, what might you be offering in order to make such a thing possible? What might you bring to the table that is worth me interrupting the day of the God King? Well, we you have may inform. You may inform your God King that an offering is willing to be made if an agreeable understanding could be reached. Hmm. All right. That's vague. Our agreement is with the God King. You are merely presenting to him an option that he may choose in his great wisdom whether or not to indulge. All right, Mira, make a roll. I feel like you're being... I feel like this is... Okay, hold clever. on. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, yes. This is clever. Difficulty three. Vera's a hard customer. All right. Vera's a... I sit in two. Dice don't <laughs> All right, I got three. Okay, so that's a tie. So yeah. that is a success. Oh, sorry. Nope. The reflection. Oh, no. The reflection on my dice made it look like it was a blank. That's a minus. So oh. um, I have zero on the dice, which means my clever is at two. Okay. So you are failing by one right now. So you can it can either actually fail or you can have a success with a serious cost or you can change the I'm result. Ready. I'm ready to pay a fate point, and I would say that as the caretaker of the figs, that, like, making such an offering, like, in, like, that, in the palace where the, um, where the embassy resides, and, like, me being sort of, like, of the sure. oasis, like, okay, I just so... want to say, like, I've never said anything so far with as much conviction, like, yep. as in this exact setting. I, I think that is totally valid. In order for that to work, you have to actually... Uh, disclose your role and the because that does actually give you and if you do so then uh then yes you uh you will you will succeed but and the only, pay your fate point but the only people that are in the room are the head of the chief of staff the head of Savira and the three of us correct yes there are no prying ears and eyes to your knowledge operating under the assumption that Vera is not like a double agent of some kind right right in which case um, she will die. <laughs> I'm, I'm Eleanor. I'm ready to. I'm ready to spend a fate point. She just offered to make contact with the God King, which is the first God King we've spoken to. We've talked to religious officials, but this is the first like political official that we've spoken with. And she just agreed to do something that initially she said absolutely not. Okay. I think. All that's right. Cool. cool. All right. So I'm down to three. Okay. And so in your uh, in your description uh, where you're making the offer, just add in that you you have the ability to make uh, an appropriate deal because you are the keeper of the figs. Yes. Awesome. And at that, her eyes now open a little wider, and she looks at the two of you with a little more respect. Good. 
Good. Hopefully not knowing. Respect. Yeah. So she stands up. Very good. Um, I hope you understand that until we resolve the situation, I can't, I can't keep you, I can't let you stay up here. However, you have not been held, so I am happy to uh, see you out. Is there anything else you'd, that you'd like to discuss with Yalter before we take our leave and I go see what I can do for you? Um, yes. Yalter, Mira is holding a note that the High Priestess received, and it seems the God King has received the same note, and I'm assuming pretty much every ruler around has received this note. Can you tell us anything about the Winter Court? And why they would be searching? I, I don't actually know. However, I can tell you that it's well known that there's a delicate balance of power between the Moonlit King in the Winter Court and the Queen of the Queen of Air and Darkness in the Summer Court, and that as the seasons of the shadow realm change that one of them rises and and the other one falls and uh, there's a long-term rivalry going on with the two of them even though they are married as a king and queen but uh, it's all very complicated and that turn of seasons has no bearing on our sense of time here in the the mortal plane i wonder if there's something going on with some some shift of power that might be creating issues. I don't actually know much, much about them. Well, that information in and of itself is helpful. We, someone vying for power calls for our heads and our cargo. It uh, begs the question how we, they knew that we were in town in the first place because the whole mystical magic about the oasis is nobody knows when it's going to arrive or where and so if they had enough understanding to call out a bounty on us it's a very good question perhaps they could help us get back if they know where the oasis is going to land Hmm. i'm not sure they're the ones to ask they're putting an awful lot of effort and an awful lot of violence to getting to get their hands on us it, it is also worth noting that the city of Zobek, far to the north, has had a, a practically an invasion of the Shadowfey trying to reassert their power on their ancient claim to the city. There is something... Clearly there's a lot of movement happening in the world of the Shadowfey that seems to be spilling and bleeding out into ours. <laughs> I don't know that I can be much more help than that, but... I'm sure that the Sultan would be glad to hear from you and know that you are, that you are well. And if you can arrange such, if you can arrange permission from Vera, I will take you back to the embassy and I will, I will perform the ritual and put you in contact. We would be most appreciative. We are so glad. And if 
since your arrest clearly has something to do with us, we are hoping to smooth things over with the God King and we will return with your freedom. That would be delightful. In the meantime, I hope, uh, I hope Vera and her, her people treat you what better than they've treated me. And she snorts. You thought one of the best suites in the in the place that isn't actually a royal, a, a royal accommodation. I think you're fine, Yalter. And uh, with that, she stands up. I think our time is done. I think you two should come with me now. 